Hello everyone and welcome to the Prayer in the Making Lent book club. We are still in chapter three and we're now uh, in part two. So chapter three is all about listening and we are now in part two, listening with your senses. Um, one of the questions I often ask people when I'm doing certain kinds of teaching about prayer is this. What was your favourite book when you were a child? What was your favourite story when you were a child? And um, on almost every occasion, apart from one notable exception, which I shall tell you about in a moment, the stories that people say were their favourites when they were kids are stories with happy endings. The notable exception is a lady who was doing this... uh, asking this question at a training session I was doing a couple of years ago and one lady said her favourite story was when she was a kid was Animal Farm which is an interesting choice and probably debatable as to whether it has a happy ending I'd say Um, but the happy ending thing is really interesting to me because it says something about what children know of God that we have a tendency to lose as we reach adulthood so the whole thing about choosing stories with happy endings is really that uh, it's an understanding that this world we live in is meant to be becoming a better, kinder, brighter place than it is. And actually, we need to keep hearing that. We need to keep hearing that truth spoken into our souls and spirits in order to live well and in order to live hopefully. Now, I don't as an adult, want every book I read to have a happy ending. Now, I do like happy ending. I recognise that life is more complex than that. But the truth is that story has a very important role to play uh, in our lives as a way of hearing the truths of God uh, captured in our imagination. Um, Much of this section of the book is about listening with our physical senses. And I think you probably know quite a lot about that already uh, but I do at the towards the end of the section talk about imagination and story and I wanted to pick that up here because I didn't have much chance to talk about it in the book and mm-hmm. um, when I was young I used to read the bible when I was a kid I used to read the bible and I would read it diligently I was very I am um, I had a friend uh, who was in prison and he put the good news version of the Bible into Braille for me. So I had my own Braille Bible and it was amazing. And I used to spend a lot of time reading the Bible and I loved it. And I, well, I tried to love it. I didn't love all of it, but I tried to love it. I used to sit there desperate to hear from God. I was like, right, Lord, come on, speak to me. I want to hear from you. I want to know what you're saying to me. A bit like that Satnav story from the last podcast I wanted God to give me directions and he I just couldn't hear anything I mean I would read the words and I would think they they're good and and then after a while I'd do it for a certain length of time and then I would think I'd earned my opportunity to escape and escape for me as it was for many of us I think was always reading stories I loved reading still do loved reading fiction and I would lose myself in a really good story that was my treat to myself after trying to be a good Christian well of course you're probably chuckling to yourself now because you know that what happened is I didn't hear a single thing really while I was reading the bible though I was soaking it all up and it was good but the moment I read those stories I started to hear the voice of God Now, I didn't know that's what was happening as a child, but I do now. I know that I would read stories that have 
impacted me deeply, stories I would go back and back over. I had this book about this woman. Well, I think she was a girl. I think she must have been a young girl. And she set up, I think something happened to her family and she didn't have anyone in the world. And she got this barge and she set up this shop on a barge and she used to go up and down the the canal selling things to all the other barge owners. Um, And I, you know, I've got no idea of what the title of the book was or who it was by or anything. I don't even know really what the plot was, but I know that book made me feel something that story connected with me in some way to do with being loved and accepted to do with dreams being fulfilled to do with being able to uh, make choices for yourself in life uh, that could bless other people that those were the things I remember from the story and I think they were things God was speaking to me through that you know the sad thing here in a way is that the Bible's full of stories that's what the Bible is. It's a book packed with stories, but possibly because um, of the way they're told, the kind of brief uh, summary approach that the writers used to tell the stories, possibly because some of the literary devices aren't that familiar to us in our culture. They're stories that have become over familiar and tired. And there are various things you can do to bring those stories to life. And it's a really good idea to do that, to reconnect with them. But I also believe that God is well and truly able to use all kinds of other story. I don't know if you're a fiction person or if you're a non-fiction person. I know people that can't bear reading fiction. It doesn't have to be a made-up story. It can be a story, a a true life story. It be something you've read in a newspaper, a good news story. I heard today of a lady who's just given birth to a baby that was over 15 pounds in weight. That's quite a spectacular story. And I would suggest a relatively encouraging story of survival against uh, pretty astonishing odds. Uh, so it doesn't have to be a fictional story. It might be a, might be a, um, a yeah, new story or it might be a, someone's testimony, someone's story of their own life that has really touched you. But getting into story, letting God speak to us through story. One of the things it does is... Uh, It opens us up from what I'm going to call the quantitative, that's a hard word to say, the quantitative to the qualitative. So the quantitative is the sat-nav question of do I turn left or do I turn right? That's when we're asking God, what should I do about this? Uh, Which choice should I make? Um, Eeny, meeny, miny, mo, God, which one is the right thing to do? Uh, What is going to happen about this? Tell me the future type questions and you have probably noticed if you've been a Christian for any length of time that God rarely answers those questions those are often left to us to figure out but what God does is he gives us qualitative answers he gives us answers that are not so much about exactly what we should do or where we should go or uh, you know what choice we should make but Qualitative things are to do with values. They're to do with uh, how we should do things, why we should do things. So you might not, you might say, you know, Lord, um, which uh, which I've got two jobs. I've been offered two jobs. That would be a nice situation to be in, wouldn't it? Been offered two jobs. Which one should I take? Uh, God is less likely to say take that one than he is to say, 
I am speaking to you about uh, stretching yourself. I'm speaking to you about uh, taking a bold, courageous step forward, something that you wouldn't have thought you could do a year ago. I'm talking to you about the fact that I'm growing you, that I'm extending your capabilities. Do you see what I mean? He's not telling you which job to take, but he's telling you what he's doing. And what story does is it opens us to the qualitative communication of God. It opens us for God to talk to us about the hows and the whys of life, the values, the principles, the things that matter, the direction that we're headed in, the the things he wants us to know about ourselves, the things he wants us to know about others in order that we can make good quantitative decisions about what we do with our lives. I hope that's not too technical. Um, so here's my challenge to you. Um, and since I'm posting again on Thursday morning, you've only got a day to do it, but you're good. You can do this. Um, find a story that you loved as a child and make a bit of time sometime. OK, sometime in the next few days, maybe at the weekend, if you haven't got time tomorrow, make a bit of time to uh, read a story that you loved as a child and just remind yourself of what it was that God was saying to you through that story and how do you apply that? You might even get to be reading bedtime stories to, to somebody tomorrow. You might have kids that you're reading stories to or you might be babysitting or you might have an opportunity to read a story to a child. Find a story that you love or a story that carries a message that you love and read that and pray that the child listening to that story will get that message as well. If it's not fiction that floats your boat, find another story. Uh, have a look, maybe grab one of those biographies off the shelf, one of those biographies of people that inspire you or or grab something online. Someone who's always inspired you and read their story. I don't mind what kind of story, but I encourage you to dig into story at some point over these next few days and let God speak to you uh, more broadly, perhaps, uh, than you've let him speak to you for a while. And I'll see you on Thursday morning.